I reckon I'd be pretty much unemployed if we started teaching everybody about pleasure and arousal at an early age. Um, vulvas and vaginas are just blamed for being too darn pernickety. You've got to start with creating safety and then focus on pleasure, right? We're back. It's another week of Let's Talk About Sex. And a fortnight ago now, Tanya enlightened me and hopefully you, and maybe if this is something you're dealing with on a regular basis, provide you some reassurance that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We are talking about vaginismus. Let's give a quick recap, Tanya. If you weren't listening last week, what the heck is it? Yeah, I think the more that we can tell people what this is and get people talking about it, the better, because it's, you know, it's becoming quite prevalent in our world. So vaginismus is a sexual condition that makes penetration difficult or impossible for folk with vaginas, right? It's, it's, it's a psychological condition and it's usually linked to fear of pain during penetration. It's actually listed in the DSM-5, which is the Bible of Psychiatric Illnesses, but just because it's a head diagnosis tool, the pain is very real and it often gets undiagnosed for long periods of time because it's associated with sex, uh, with sex and shame and stigmatisation and people find it so difficult to talk about. Um, yeah, it, they can, people can be suffering for a long time unnecessarily, hence the conversations we had last time and today. Now, we promised a fortnight ago after kind of going into a little bit more detail of the making, I guess, of what vaginismus is and what happens, um, we were going to start unpacking ways of treatment. Um, Before we get into that, Tanya, do you think that there's an element of uh, people with vaginas being socialised to feel, whether it be shame or um, some kind of odd beliefs and things that are not necessarily correct about their bodies that would make them predisposed to something like this? Yes, that's a resounding yes, I do. I think in general, societally, we're told that uh, women don't want sex and that men want it and are owed it, right? So there's this pressure from a very young age for some people to have sex and for some people, they're not supposed to feel like it. So I'm Lots of women who say, you know, when I was a teenager, I was really horny, but I felt ashamed because I didn't think that I was supposed to be. I thought that was the domain of the people with penises and those of us with vulvas. You know, we were just supposed to be demure and retiring and they didn't account for these raging hormones that they had, right? So Mm -hmm. there's confusion often, like uh, shame at their body, like why am I feeling like this? I shouldn't tell anyone. I'm abnormal. And then there's really very little knowledge or teaching about the anatomy of arousal and pleasure. Uh, When we're getting our sex ed at school, it seems to be all about penetration. And there's very, very little understanding of vulvas and vaginas and how they work. And absolutely no sex ed around pleasure in the school system, only reproduction. So that's a huge piece that's missing. Uh, I reckon I'd be pretty much unemployed if we started teaching everybody about pleasure and arousal at an early age, because those things cause lots and lots of problems later in life. And when we get shame of the body, it makes it much harder to seek understanding around it or to advocate for our body or to say stop or slow down when things aren't feeling very good. Instead, what you get is a society where um, vulvas and vaginas are just blamed for being too darn pernickety and they take too long 
too aroused or too long to have orgasms. And, you know, it's apparently all of our fault. Would you say, Tanya, that people who experience this kind of pain and like pain during arousal, pain during sex, um, are able just to tolerate it or ignore it? Why would you say that is if it is so? Um, yes, I think a lot of folk don't know what's happening to them and a lot of folk tolerate pain. Uh, because it's really hard to talk about sex. So imagine it's hard enough to talk about the fun kind of sex that people are enjoying. Imagine if you're having a problem. So people feel like they're they may be unable to advocate for themselves. You know, I meet a lot of young women who are very afraid they're going to lose their lover or that their peers will laugh at them if there are any problems with sex. Uh, and also there's a lot of pressure in relationships. It depends who's got the power as to how well sexual pain is going to be received because often uh, people come and see me, they have a partner who gets angry or who sulks, who feels entitled to have penetrative sex, is unaware that there can even be problems of this nature and ignorant. Uh, and so that can lead to situations where they feel pressured or afraid or broken or, you know, they're just tolerating and putting up with stuff. Um, and I would like to take a bit of time to talk about the partners here because often they are just as anxious as the person who's suffering from vaginismus. And folks with penises can develop problems like premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction because they become distressed about their partner's pain, right? So I think when we're encountering partners who are sometimes angry or blaming, it's because they don't understand, you know, and they're often afraid, you know. Can, I meet a lot of people who, who have vaginismus who've waited for sex until they get married. So you can imagine going on your honeymoon and thinking, hooray, we're going to have this awesome time. Everybody's told us that sex is great. And then your partner has a problem that penetration isn't possible, right? So what do you do about that? It's really not easy to talk about and really frustrating and it depends on how you deal with that as a human as to how well that's going to go with the two of you as a couple and you know someone once told me that chronic pain is very lonely because you're the only one who understands it and others just don't know what you're experiencing and to me it feels that way for the folks who have vaginismus <laughs> oh it's so yeah heartbreaking, really um, I guess it's no surprise then. It would definitely be maybe a sore spot or something that could cause issues in romantic relationships as well. Oh, yeah. I've seen people avoid relationships altogether because they're afraid that once they get to the sex bit, you know, it's not going to work. Uh, or people avoiding sex. And then when they avoid sex, they avoid all sorts of things like hand-holding or kissing or signs of affection because they're worried it's going to go all the way down to penetration and they don't want that. Um, some people think they're gay. Some people think they're broken. It's really, it's really, really sad when you don't have the information. And that's why I think conversations like the one we're having today are so important. I'd like to give a shout out to the folk who texted in after our last episode as well and say thank you so much. It's for folks like you that we are having these chats. We're, we're all volunteers here and these, these are conversations that we're very passionate about having. And I'd encourage you if you're having difficulties with sex, penetration or pain, to start to talk about that. Start to talk about it with, with your close friends because chances are there'll be another person there that'll go, oh, my goodness, this has been happening for me as well. 
And when we start to get these conversations going, um, then people might say, hey, you know, I heard this person on the radio who says that a sex therapist might be able to help you or you could go to a doctor or, you know, it looks a little bit like this, that sort of stuff. And so the more we can do, the better it is. Mm. Oh, and a big props to everyone who texted in sharing either a story or some kind of anecdote and a big shout out to your formidability in this suffering, really, it's what it is. Uh, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there is treatment that is possible. I guess the biggest really? catch 22 about how treatment options are available is I would go so far as to say that much like a lot of um, health issues that women or people who have vaginas and vulvas face is that there actually isn't a lot of research available. It hasn't been conducted. There's not as nearly as much of a vast ocean of information available as there would be for other health issues. Would yeah. that make it hard for someone to try and get diagnosed formally and get that sense of like, not validation, but just have that answer? Yeah, so that's a really big question that you, you sort of mentioned there is because historically research is done first for men and then for women, you know, so women's problems falls way down the list of priorities. Uh, so we've got that, that there's less known about specifically female or vulva vagina problems uh, because of funding. And then we also have this really interesting research coming out lately that there's bias in medical systems where doctors and medical practitioners actually expect female presenting people to put up with pain. It's crazy making, really. I read some research that, you know, uh, if a man has a pain in his heart, he's 91% likely to go and get help about that and to be referred to the appropriate specialist. Whereas if a woman has a pain in her heart, uh, she's 15% likely to go and uh, report or go and see a doctor about it and even less likely to be referred to a specialist about it. It's just expected that pain will be tolerated, right? And uh, on the weekend, I was just chatting to some colleagues that there's a male contraceptive solution available. It's an oral contraceptive, but it's got side effects. So they decided not to release it to the market yet until there were zero side effects yet when you look at the amount of people in the world taking female contraception today there are so many unpleasant side effects so there's this huge bias there and i think then in the medical profession there's uh there's an ignorance because there's not a lot out there about it so practitioners rather than being curious about what could be causing the pain are telling people to relax take it easy it will pass or even have a couple of drinks love I kid you not these are the things that my clients are being told <laughs> it's outrageous what bs um, yeah yeah totally so many times I've had like medical practitioners in the audience for professional training that I'm giving about sex and about pain and how to talk about sex and every single time they come up to me afterwards and say, do you know, in one lecture, I've learned more about sex in my entire medical training, which like uh, makes me feel very anxious at the state of affairs out there, you know? And then, then we have also doctors feeling really uncomfortable talking about sex because, you know, they're human beings and so many human beings feel uncomfortable. 
I had a sports doctor once who said to me, okay, and now I'm going to ask you to do something very rude. And I was like, oh, okay, what are you going to ask me? And she said, can you take off your clothes? And I was like, are you serious? So I gave her a bit of a lecture saying, hey, you know, where I come from, all bodies are natural and normal. If you tell me being naked is rude, you're shaming my body. And she looked at me and went, wow, I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, well, you're a doctor and you hold a position of power. It would be really lovely if you could not equate naked with being rude because naked's a very natural state, is it not? And she, she, we had a really great chat after that. But, you know, so it's, it's really difficult. There's not a lot of training out there for sexual pain for people with vulvas and vaginas. So it's practitioners like myself and my colleagues who are working with people who suffer the pain. We're working out what the conditions are and we're recognising them and we're formulating treatments for them. And those treatments are very varied, as are the practitioners. So it really means it can take a long time to land with a practitioner that's right for you. I think vaginismus is really very treatable there are other conditions that are lumped under the term of dyspareunia, which is the science name for painful sex. And they are a lot more mysterious. They can have things like inflammation of the vulva, dermatological conditions where the skin is thin and tears and bleeds. You've got nerve endings that can fire off pain randomly. Those things are really difficult because folk don't know a lot about them or how to treat them. But with vaginismus, we do. So there's a very good chance that you can sort this problem out. Well, there you go. If there's one thing we'd hope you take away from today, it's that this is very treatable. Again, there are people out there who can help. We're going to put a whole list of resources up on the program page. And on that, Tanya, how would you go about treating something like this? Uh, You know, it may sound really funny, but you've got to start with creating safety and then focus on pleasure, right? So these are not things that you expect to find in a doctor's surgery. Um, I've had so many clients who've been given dilators and told to work their way up through different size dilators, inserting them. And this really makes me wonder because the body is tense when it doesn't feel safe. So how on earth would shoving a foreign object inside an already tense body create safety, give you pleasure or help the situation in any way, shape or form? right? We need to teach folks about their body, their anatomy, how arousal works and how to learn about pleasure. That's the way to create safety. So when I'm working with people, I help them understand why is your body saying no, you know, to penetration? We could explore psychological reasons. There may be past trauma. Your body might be holding on to unpleasant experiences. You know, it's not all sexual experiences are fun and fine and groovy. Some of them are like, let's try this. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, And that's pretty normal. But if if there's been no consent or if there's been a lot of pain and it's not been recognised, the body will tense and anticipate that next time. Um, We also teach folks how to set boundaries and how to negotiate with their partners and that they don't owe anybody sex because, you know, feeling like that makes you feel obligated and that's not particularly sexy and it's going to work against your arousal and work against your pleasure. And we also teach people that sex isn't only penetration. That's one small part of it. We focus on what feels nice and what's pleasurable and work from there. And we get the partners involved as well who often come 
back to me saying, wow, you know, when you banned penetration for us for a period of time, I didn't like you very much and I thought this was going to be terrible. And now I'm coming back telling you I'm having the best sex of my life without any penetration. And I'm like, yes, these are the stories I like to hear. And isn't it amazing discovering what's actually possible and how much pleasure you can have, right? So, yeah, it's about creating safety, teaching and learning pleasure, different techniques for insertion. We can use fingers and dildos or dilators, but only once we've got safety and pleasure on board. How people can feel for their body, what it feels like to be aroused and to know when you're ready to invite something in, um, perhaps some orgasm coaching, and then how to try and negotiate with your partner. These are all the ways that we would work through looking at at vaginismus if you get a practitioner that tells you or wants to sell you a box of dilators and send you on your way go look for another one right don't pay their bill go look for another practitioner who's going to sit with you about the whole thing because unless you incorporate what's going on in your head and what's happening in your body it's going to be very very difficult for you to work through that and in any way that will give you pleasure and take the pain away 